All right. We are on to the very formal podcast portion of this show, where I have some things that I'd like to talk about that we did not talk about on the TV show, in part because we don't have enough time on the TV show, and in part because I simply forgot some of the things that I remembered that I wanted to talk about, and now have remembered those things. So with that, let's talk about my things. One, the two hits in the game made no sense how the rulings played out. Trey Quinn is a completely defenseless player receiving a punt. He gets hit helmet to helmet. <laughs> he gets voila, smoked <laughs> while he's staring up at the sky. Like that's one of those, what happened to him is one of those deals where it kind of reminds me of like, hey, CP, close your eyes, count to 20. Before you get there, I'm going to punch you right in the stomach. <laughs> you don't know exactly when it's going to be, but it's coming. Like, you're a punt returner? One, just freaking fair catch it. So, <laughs> Like, just fair catch it. But two, that's, a, that's the definition of a defenseless hit. Or of a hit on a defenseless player. It's not a defenseless hit. It's, a, it's assault, brother. Listen, I look at that. Two different ways. Because I feel because the NFL has come so soft to those blindside licks or hits like that, if you don't put up your hand and you're willing to take this lick because you got an opportunity to fair catch it, wave me off, and I, I can't hit you. But when you're brave enough to step up, catch this ball, and potentially return it, then – I think that hit is is legal because as a defender, when you dive through the air, you don't know what the ball carrier or how he's going to adjust. A lot of these targeting calls, a lot of these penalties come from every ball carrier is going to tuck and get down. So if a ball carrier tucks and the first thing he do, I've never seen a ball carrier tuck and put his head back. You're going to lean your head forward which brings helmet to helmet or targeting. No one opens up their chest or, you know, it's just it's a part of the game. So although Trey Quinn got injured on that play, which was really tough, I don't, I don't think that was cause for an ejection for that gunner. I thought, I thought that was a good play. I don't have a problem with him not being ejected if Ryan Anderson isn't ejected, and we'll get to that hit because – I'm with you. I still think it's blatant, blatant intentional contact helmet to helmet on a defenseless player. And by the way, before the NFL got soft, that was always a penalty. That guy has been protected for a long time. If he doesn't put his hand up, you got to give him a yard to catch that football. That is, not, that is not if part of can, the... If you could catch that football, that's a yard. Dude, he made contact before the ball got there. It was like in, in at the same time at best. That's a penalty. But that's not the soft NFL. That position has been protected to that respect for as long as I can remember. That was a ferocious gunner on the outside. You know what would be a smart play that I still haven't seen anyone do because they're too badass? I don't know. Have you ever seen someone, instead of just going and hitting them and getting a penalty – 
go and just try to take the ball right as the returner catches it? Like, if he doesn't fair catch, you know by his body language where that ball is coming. Put your stick your hand in there right as the ball gets in and create the fumble. That would be. You're not going to get called for a penalty for that. That would be. But that wouldn't be kick catch interference. Probably, but I mean, <laughs> you got. <laughs> but think about it this though: all you got to do is be a yard away from him. So and as the ball's, punch. yeah, as the ball's coming down, right as it, right as you can see it coming down, just punch in there. No one ever does that. If you get down there fast <clears throat> enough, you got a lot of time to be right next to that returner. Punch the ball out. How about this? No, no, no. I want to hit him. I'm here because I want to hit him. Even as a even even as a gunner, if you run and you attack one of that that the returner's arms, just snatch it away. Yeah. You know how hard it is to catch a punt like this when you're you're thinking you're catching it like this, and all of a sudden this arm goes missing. Yeah. That's the fun boy as well. There you go. I think See? we should go coach special teams. Yeah. We're I I'm coming up with all kinds of things this year. I know more people, more coaches should listen to this show. Yeah, they should all listen. It should actually be a mandatory. We're gonna have the to second hit. hit. Ryan Anderson penalty. This one drives me freaking bonkers. I agree. Greg Olson is is bigger than Ryan Anderson. Oh, uh, the whole point is that you cannot. Initiate helmet-to-helmet contact. Go watch that play again and tell me who initiates helmet-to-helmet contact. Greg Olson. Who is one inch from getting a first down. Falling What is Ryan Anderson going to do? Ryan Anderson has a target that he's trying to hit on Greg Olson. That target, watch where his body's going, watch his intent as he comes in, is right around the waistline, which is what I would call the strike zone or the hit zone. As he comes in, Greg Olson lowers his helmet into the strike zone, and they collide. Ryan didn't hit him with the point of his helmet. He hit him with the side of his helmet. And this is where the NFL needs to really think about these deals because as soon as Greg Olson's arms go, like rigor mortis, oh, my God, all hell's broken loose. You are evil, Ryan. It was his, if Trey Quinn went out cold, that guy's thrown out of the game. Trey Quinn hopped right back up. Was concussed. Yeah, I was about to say, he hopped up and went to the tent on the sideline. I know, but he hopped up and he looked fine. And so someone watching that game, that a, a random mother who's afraid of contact watching that game goes, man, that was a big hit, but he hopped right back up. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, yeah, he might have a concussion. We don't know. And she's like, darn, that's tough. <laughs> you watch that hit if you don't necessarily like contact as a mom. And Greg Olson goes out and you're like, oh, oh. he was out cold. And then the other craziest thing about all of these deals, I don't know what it is, but when you go out cold like Greg Olson did, you wake up like you just took a great little nap. You have no concussion symptoms. Greg Olson was fine. It happens every time I see someone take a nap. You're like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm good. But when you don't, like Trey Quinn, you are gone. <laughs> Greg Olson was gone, and he's going to be gone probably for the next two or three games, I would assume. Because after you get no. put to sleep. He'll be back next week. No. They're not going to let him. Listen, it's like this. Let me, let, here's a perfect. Did you ever play the old school Nintendos? Yeah. Oh, when you turn the, the concussion, game on. When, the concu- when you get the concussion that you don't go out cold, it's when that game like had that scribbly line in the middle. It's like, dun, dun. You're like, ah. You can't reach. 
when you get knocked out cold, it's just like you're losing and you hit reset. Boop, reset. Game's right back on. It's fine. Here we go. Just all you did, the game was doing. You just pulled it out, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> take the alcohol and wipe yeah. it, make sure it's back. Uh, put but it I, back in. Then you had to. Nope, just reset. It's weird. But, I but bet Ryan you. should not have been ejected for that hit. I don't even think. I think if they're going to find Ryan Anderson, they better find Greg Olson. They're definitely going to find Ryan Anderson. They better find Greg Olson. So I don't know if Greg Olson gets a fine. Ryan Anderson tomorrow, the yellow envelope. That's well, going to be 75. 7,500? Mm-mm. Ooh, that's tough. 75,000 in December, Christmas season? It's going to be 50 for sure. No, nah, I think they'll get it for like 17,500. 17,500? Yeah. Game check. You see Jeremy Sprinkles fines a couple weeks ago? No, what do you got? What was his fine? 75. For what? Helmet to helmet contact on a corner while he was the ball carrier. And then a illegal crackback block. But you know what? He had I, two. So his were in the 30 some range. So maybe he, if he gets, if Ryan gets off after a pill for less than, for 17.5, I'm, but I that's think, gonna be that, for one, I think that's BS because Jeremy Sprinkle or Ryan Anderson game check is not 32,000. They're, they're not. So your game check isn't 32,000. They're probably getting. 20,000, 22,000. You want to do this fine system on a percentage base? <clears throat> yes. We're going to take 13% of your contract for this fine. No, I don't feel like a guy makes a bad play in a game and he's losing two game checks. You go your entire you go your entire year trying to get to this game or you practice for an entire week and one one or two bad plays in a game shouldn't cost you your entire game check. Like, I've never understood this fine system. I don't understand where the fines go. And they just – it's no parameters to the fine. It's just, hey, this is how we feel this week. Because when me and Sean got fined during that Philadelphia Eagles game where we had the candy cane stripes and he did his face mask, that fine was so stupid for – it was first off, it was stupid on our behalf. But for – what they for what they find us. Thank you for that. Bro, it was stupid on our behalf to do that on national TV. It was just one of those, hey, this is how I'm feeling type situations. Uh-huh. And as we walked out, I saw a look in Santana face because we Santana was involved in this as well. Just Santana's and, Santana's face? No, I'm just saying this I'll is, never forget when you walked out of that locker room. This is like the look that I remember. Hey, we performed. We performed like I got no problem with it. Hey, none. There we go. I so, would not have find you. So, I think that's what makes the league fun. I think that's what used to make the league fun. But now that you're in such this corporate and everything has to be the right way, you're getting fined. For guys is getting fined over like you're you're losing two or three game checks over one mistake in a game. This is a violent game. Yeah. Back to that. Before we get back to that, Ryan Anderson hit. You know, the craziest thing about the fine system was that if you didn't pull, if you didn't have uh, your socks all the way up to your pants, it was you a fine. couldn't have skin showing. Really? It was a fine. You could. You could have a little bit. They really didn't get you. But in theory, you couldn't have skin showing. So the socks that I was wearing every year, didn't make it all the way up to my pants. 
So then they had to make half socks. Half socks that you can put over the one socks that go over your knee. But those don't stay on my thighs. So then I had to spray all the sticky spray on my thighs to put the half sock on my thigh. But then sometimes when you had to adjust them, the whites weren't enough. So I had to put another sock that, like, they don't just have a pair of socks that works for the vine system. Yeah, so I gotta have three freaking pairs of socks. So you're cramping up with all of this stuff, stuff on because your legs can't breathe. I've never. I, no, I mean, it was system. fine. It wasn't like it was hard to do, but it's just why wouldn't you have one sock that works that fits the system? For one, I why couldn't we have ever just worn all white socks when we were stormtrooper uniforms? Why did we have to have those stupid varsity high school socks with the line in the middle? Where are those coming from? Those are the worst socks ever. You may as well with wear freaking thick, baseball stirrups. Yo, know, that thick white. Ugh, oh, that, God, that was the they're bad. But I used to just wear the half half. I never had on whites. My whites used to be from Spain. Like I was just spat. I wore the double burgundy, and then I just spat it you for were low my white. white. Low white. Yeah, I just spat it for it because but, I could not play in those Where's Could we, you know, we're going to do something else right now. We're going to start a petition. And I'm going to go around and I want everyone to decide if you like those old school high school varsity socks. For what reason? For what reason do those half and half socks look good? They're terrible. Terrible. They are literally terrible. Every team has them. They're garbage. It's an ugly look. Totally. Can we agree. get a full color sock for how much better is it just a one color sock? I totally agree. But this fine system, you know, be really sweet. Full pant. I think it'd be cool. Full pant. I might be going too far here, but uh, you don't know. You can't say no. You haven't even seen it. Yeah, you might like it, Sam. I am. I don't think so. Would you try it in a car? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to make a full pant. The fantasy football season is right around the corner, and this season there are more ways to win than ever because FanDuel has more ways to win cash prizes and once-in-a-lifetime experiences during every single game, every single week. Never played FanDuel fantasy football before? Great, because new users get a $5 bonus with their first deposit. Sign up for FanDuel now and get $20 in total bonus. Just make your first deposit and get started, and you'll get an extra $5 insight credit every week for four weeks. Go to FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel app. Now there's more to be excited about on Mondays than just Monday nights because this football season, Mondays are Redskins Mondays. Every Monday, you can get a free six-inch sub with the purchase of another sub of equal or greater price and a 30-ounce drink. Go to Redskins.com Subway to get a coupon that can be redeemed on your mobile phone or in print any Monday during the Redskins season at your local Subway. Free sub excludes extras, limited time only at participating restaurants in the greater D.C. metro area, plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. And now, some D.C. travel wisdom. The old saying goes, if you want to go fast, go to Dulles. The airport access highway gets you there from D.C. in as little as 30 minutes. But if you want to go far, also go to Dulles, where you can fly nonstop to 145 destinations. That's 45% more than any other airport in the region. Find out how else you can travel wisely at flydulles.com slash wise. 
Helping people improve their lives is what should drive business. That's the belief at Coke Industries, which employs more than 65,000 people across America. The team at Coke works together to meet the world's changing needs in transportation, medical care, water filtration, household goods, energy-efficient building products, and everyday technologies, all while consuming fewer resources. See the innovations firsthand at K-O-C-H, that's CokeIndustries.com. All right, so this fine system. I just don't think this fine system is fair. A guy makes a a, a bonehead play or a mistake in a game, and now you suffer for two weeks, right? You shouldn't. If you made a mistake in that game, I don't think your fine should be able to. Hey, if if that's the case, then he needs to be suspended. But now you're playing for free. So you're telling me because of one bad decision or one mistake that I made in the game, I should be playing for two weeks for free? The thing that I don't like is that I don't think Ryan Anderson made a bad decision. I think Greg Olson made his decision bad. Greg Olson was the one that made the bad decision. Ryan so, Anderson was going to hit so Greg Olson in the body. So that's even worse. I'm, I'm playing for free for two weeks off a decision that I didn't even make. Why don't we stop this playing for free stuff? You get a salary. It's a salary. It's no, own, it's your weekly paycheck. You, you get no. it if you don't play. It's just that you get a percentage of your salary taken from you. Yes, but you're still, if this is on a week-to-week basis and you're getting your game. It's on a year-to-year basis. No, but the you're missing an basis. entire game check. I, got, I get that. Out of, out of. But you're getting it if you are hurt and don't play. <sighs> It's it's hard. It's BS. It is. BS. I don't like it. Couldn't we find them with like community service hours? Like Ryan, you have to go build a playground now. <laughs> On a Saturday. On Saturday. Of a home game. Yep. You have to go build this playground. I think he would rather hand over that check. I Depends do. if it's 17-5 or 77-5. <laughs> okay, a um, couple other things I wanted to get to. Uh, couple, a couple gaffes in the game, in my opinion. Before the half, the Redskins want to get points. You get a they get a sack penalty. with two minutes. The play started with 234. It was a third down play. They get a sack. The clock stopped with about 2.28. You have three timeouts left. You call timeout there. That saves you 28 seconds before the two-minute warning. They punt, and then you have at least another play on offense before the two-minute warning, which then in turn acts as your third timeout. Letting the clock roll down to two minutes just eats the two-minute warning and 30 seconds. If you'd called timeout, you got 30 seconds back and had the two-minute, which essentially acts as your third timeout, and in that purpose, you don't get flustered at the end of that halftime drive where they got no points. Made some mistakes, but they ran out of timeouts, and they were running out of time, and it challenged the way they called plays. You just save 30 seconds. Like, why can't we do that? Two, you're down 14-6 early in the ballgame. I know that you've only kicked field goals. You score a touchdown, you go for two. You don't have to. It ended up, it's never, it literally, I've never seen it ever happen in the NFL, ever, where you're down eight early in a game, 14, six, 
and you score and kick a field goal, and the game ends at 14-13. I have never seen that happen. Like Someone always scores again. So thinking that they would score again, which they did, it's 14-12. They're saying, hey, a field goal is going to win this game regardless. Yeah, well, had Carolina scored and gotten a two-point conversion, they would tie the game. One more point would have put it out of reach. So you can run that a bunch of ways. I just don't think you have to chase that point that early in the ballgame. When it comes to that, though, this catch rule is really a pain in my ass. <clears throat> Jeremy Sprinkle caught that ball for the two-point conversion. That was a catch. Now, the rule, as it stands, states that that was not a catch. And they did call that properly according to the rule. But you've caught footballs before, and so have I. And that well, was catch. I just see he had his hand under, under the, ball. the ball, and he never had to readjust his hand. And the movement was created by his face mask more than it was by the ground. So for that, I said, when I when I was looking at the replay, I said, oh, that's a catch because the ball never moved. When he rolled over, it wasn't like he had to readjust or put another hand on the ball. All of a sudden, you saw when he rolled over, he had his hand underneath the ball and it never moved. It was just like the top that moved. So I thought that was a catch as well. I, I honestly thought that was a good play made by Sprinkle that he didn't get credit for. I, I just think it's it's one of those rules where I think it was described to me on Monday Night Football by Mike Tirico, and they've made a little bit of adjustment to it because of some of the Larry Fitzgerald stuff. But it was like your grandmother's china. If it hits hard enough that it would break your grandmother's china, it's no catch. It's not your grandmother's china. It's a football. And it doesn't break when it hits the ground. <laughs> you know, they, they had another, like, I know, all these little clauses and rules make the game what it shouldn't be. But all of the personal foul rules, all of the penalties, all of the. Dude, you, you weren't at this game. You watched it on TV. But the referees in this game were dumbfounded at multiple occasions. The game was the longest game I think I've been a part of that didn't go to overtime, and they had no clue. Like, I don't know if it showed this on TV, but every time there was a problem, like at the end of the half, when we had the kick block they, and we yeah, fell but, on it, dude, half of the team's in the locker room, the other half's walking across the field, Carolina's offense is on the field, four or five officials are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're looking at it. It was over five minutes of time, real time. Elapsed before the referee says, uh, it's halftime. We should have run the clock when that ball was down because it was third down. And you're like, okay, thanks. All of the reviews, like at the end of the game when they reviewed the interception that wasn't by Fabian Moreau, it, how many times did you need to see that? One. You One. saw the ball skip Here. instantly. Hey, New York, what do you think? Dude, ball definitely skipped. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, five seconds later. Ball what? hit the ground. The official comes up like, after the review, the play is overturned. The ball skipped into the returner. You're like, really? Are we going to define it that way? The referees were really made that game hard to watch. A um, couple other things. Ron Rivera is really running that defense. What a bad job they did. What a I in my opinion. I'm probably saying that because I this is one of the first times I've been wrong on how I thought somebody would play us. But I thought they would bring a lot more pressure 
and play what people call 33B a little bit more often. Cover three deep, three underneath, that equals six, so you have five more to rush. B is for blitz. You Obviously, you know that. But 33B would have, to me, been a better defense against us last week or in the game because you disguise a lot of your blitzes with that blitzer. He can come from anywhere. Um, they didn't play a lot of that. And obviously, they didn't do a very good job stopping the run, but they didn't bring a lot of run blitzes. They didn't bring a lot of pressures. The only time they brought extra guys is when we brought extra guys into the line of scrimmage to run the ball. And they showed us coverage most of the time. They lined up in their coverage and played it. And you're playing a young quarterback. The one thing you don't want to do, unless you're legit Seattle from four years ago playing cover three the way they did, the one thing you don't want to do is don't tell him. L lie to him with coverages. So I think it's really interesting because Ron Rivera is under a lot of heat, and they have new ownership in Carolina. And Ron Rivera is probably going to get fired. And Ron Rivera is actually a pretty good coach. He's done a good job. They, I and mean, they haven't won enough games this year. And losing to us is probably the icing on the cake in that situation. But CP, you've had an undrafted rookie quarterback who wet the. I mean, he gets the Tide Bedwetter Award for the week. So Kyle Allen, as, as you constantly said, he seemed disinterested due to O line. I just think it was a lot going on. He was afraid. Yeah, but I just think it was a lot going on. When you watch Carolina um, before announcing Cam Newton was going to IR, when the team uh, was providing a spark and Kyle Allen was that spark plug and the team talked about moving on, moving on from Cam Newton, I don't see how Kyle Allen is not the answer. So now you have to bring Cam Newton back. In my opinion, I just don't think Kyle Allen is the answer. For us to go out and f figure out a way to stop Christian McCaffrey. Um, I mean, Christian there's going to be, there's gonna be quarterbacks stopped. available next year. Yeah, but you have one. They also drafted Will Greer. West Virginia. But he's not on the field. Kyle Allen beat Will Greer. I think it was a mistake by them to continue to play Kyle Allen after you got early into the third quarter and you could see that he couldn't overcome looking at the front. Dude, the dude was bailing to three-man pressures and ducking and diving to what what looked like blitzes that we were bringing. Where we ended up bringing a nickel guy, but there was only four rushing, and he was protecting with six. They'd keep the back in there. They'd get stuck with the back because he couldn't flip the protection, and he panicked. And then he couldn't make throws. I would have pulled him. I would have one hundred percent benched him in the third quarter. But, and and why is it so hard if you're Carolina? Hand it to Christian McCaffrey, throw it to Christian McCaffrey, build off of that. What's but up? you have other good players. DJ yeah, Moore, DJ Moore is a really good player. Uh, Samuel. Well, is Samuel a... cost, cost him some plays, man. Samuel had a touchdown. They dropped. The touchdown probably was a little overthrown. They were kind of ran by Fabian. Dropped an out. He dropped two or three. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think that they put together their best showing. But I do think that Ron Rivera has done a pretty good job this year. And all the heat that he's gotten, they've been in a lot of ball games, And they've scored and they've played well a lot this year with a undrafted rookie free agent quarterback. Yeah, so I think that's what saves him, not having your star quarterback. I don't think he gets saved, pal. I think it's over. <clears throat> what about here? That's what I've been wanting to ask you about. Do you think Bill Callahan is making a statement to be the head coach 
of the Washington Redskins moving forward. Yeah, he's absolutely making a statement to be the head coach. Doesn't mean that does doesn't mean that that gets it done. Do you think he will be the head coach? I don't know. I really don't. I really don't have any idea. I don't. And if he's not, I'm saying this to you not because we're talking in the microphone. I have no idea who will be the next head coach. None. Why are you trying to convince me that you have no idea? I'm telling you, normally I would have an idea. I, I mean, I think normally you would have an idea. Do you know who it is? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Normally I would, I think. I don't. But what I do have is the fact that you all can join us next week. Hopefully it's after a win in Green Bay. If it's after a win in Green Bay... You're going to be really pumped. I mean, I'm pumped up by the way they played, not by the fact that we just not. We should expect to win, but the way they played was fun. It was it was a fun game to watch, and I was happy for a lot of the young players. That's what pumps me up. I think more than anything is it's a league that's about players, and I I watched a group that worked hard, have fun. Um, but if Dallas and Philly were to lose, and we win. In Green Bay, then you will be pumped. Then it gets really <laughs> weird. But then it gets really, really interesting. Right? It does. Yeah. Dallas has to lose out now. Right? Because they're already better conference, better division records. They, they, all the tiebreakers they'd hold. They've won. They're 4-0 in the East. Something's going on in Dallas. For them to have this collapse at this point, it's just not clicking. Here's the craziest thing about the Dallas Cowboys. They still probably will win this division. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. They're pretty good. They could be a eight and eight division winner Super Bowl team. It would not surprise me. It would it not would surprise su- me just because you got to go through Seattle, San Fran, New Orleans, and Green. That's why it would surprise me. You're gonna have you to get play your two first of game in teams. Dallas. I know, but you're gonna have to play two of those teams. I know, but Dallas is talented. I just don't think they're more talented than the teams I just named. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. I'm not saying that that would be my favorite, but I think they're good enough that they could. Which is why it's crazy in any world that somehow, some way, we're still available, up to win the division. I think the great thing about football is what transfers at this time of year that makes Dallas scary is a running game. If you can they have don't want a to run, run it. but they are going to have to go back to running to win. So therefore, you're going to have to get Zeke more involved. Um, and once you get Zeke more involved in December and January to win games, no matter how much people talk about this passing league and everything else. You have to be able to run the football because you're going to get games, sloppy games, wet field conditions, snow games, still wet field uh, conditions. You're going to have to control the ball. You're going to have to control the clock at this time of year. And as we can see, when when you look at uh, Geis and AP, cornerbacks don't want to tackle at this stage. Like you're cold. It's some, you got all kind of reasons not to run up and make this tackle, especially when guys are coming downhill and being physical. So that would be my, my fear of the Dallas Cowboys. With that. They got a pretty good defense too. You, you can leave. Go. Redskins round up. 
See you next week. Hi, I'm Daryl Green. I think true success is when you've reached a goal and have also helped others along the way. I'm a founding board member of Main Street Bank, a local business-focused community bank. As a community bank, you'll find Main Street bankers at your places of worship, at fundraisers for charitable organizations, and at civic clubs, teaching financial literacy classes and many other activities to benefit others in our community. I invite you to bank with Main Street Bank. mstreetbank.com. We bank where you breathe. Member FDIC. Locally owned Novak has competitive rates and some of the highest customer satisfaction ratings among electric utilities in Virginia. Novak members are receiving more than $4 million in cashback credits in December, and they enjoy the most reliable power in the region. Novak is growing its renewable energy supply, including more solar. Novak, power you can trust. Are uninvited pests ruining your plans? Let PMSI, the pest control partner of the Washington Redskins, handle it for you. Call today for your free inspection, and they'll work around your schedule to provide you the best solution possible to defend your home territory against pests of all kinds, including mold. Visit MyPMSI.com for the game plan to control the pests on your home turf. That's MyPMSI.com. At Coke, our 67,000 U.S. employees make things that make your game days better, like fertilizer for greener turf and stronger paper products for tailgating. Viewing the game from your couch? Coke also makes the electronic components and TVs and smart devices so you can watch your Redskins victory anywhere. Coke, we make that. See it all at kochmakesthat.com. That's kochmakesthat.com. 